And welcome to the Dizzy Vibes Podcast, where we are going to discuss episode 14 of Bot Oinu. You may have missed a Ceylon. Yes, Ray Ray is not here this evening. She is vacationing abroad. No, not abroad. I don't know where she is. Um, for her birthday. Uh, yes, she celebrated birthday on Thursday. So she is out. And it's just me and Marnie. Hello, Marnie. Hi. I'm like, it feels so <laughs> weird without Ray Ray. It does, but she'll be back soon. Um, we'll have her not on our next AMI podcast episode, but she will be on our next BO. So she will be back and be ready to talk all things Adbor and Ezon. Yes, but before we get started on talking about our babies, Adbor, Allie, do you have anything that you want to talk about that maybe happened to you last night? Well, I'm glad you asked. Um, <laughs> if you're on my space today, I kind of told some people, but um, I'll tell you all, the listeners. Um, last night, I gotten home late from an appointment, and I was talking to Marnie about the episode and Dizzy Vibe stuff. And um, I said, should I order pizza? And you said, Marnie? Well, it's because I told you, I think maybe a few days prior to last night, I said I had like bad oven baked pizza. So when you told me that, I specifically told you, Adley, you can never go wrong with order. Or no, I'm like, you can never go wrong with getting delivery. Of course, get pizza, like order it. So I ordered it and it took a while. I got off the phone with Marnie and it had been like the delivery guy showed up and he was on the phone with me. Oh yeah, I forgot to tell you that part when I told you the story. He was on the phone with me, okay? So I went to go get the delivery. Well, I opened my room door but my flip-flop was under, like, got hooked on my door. And when I went to pull, it, like, spring-shotted back, and we merged together. And it was so, it happened so fast. I was like, what just happened? Um, and I ended up with a bruise lump on my head now, um, thanks to Marnie. But also prior to me hitting my head on the door, I'd also almost broken my nail just from like, just like pushing my door open. So it was a, it was a bad luck last night. I don't know what I did. Um, definitely fate was not in my favor. Oh my God. And like, we got off the phone prior to this and I was editing the AMI episode and she just like, Ali just sent me a photo of herself and she looked <laughs> She, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Ellie. I just keep laughing, but she looked absolutely miserable in her photo, like upset. And she's like, thanks. And I'm like, wait, what the hell happened? And when she told me, like, I just could not stop laughing. Like, even right now, I have tears coming down my face because it was just, oh my God, it was just so hilarious. And it was all because she wanted pizza. And so she asked, when she asked me, like, hey, should I order pizza? And I told her, dude, of course, like, you can never go wrong with ordering pizza. And well, she got a big lump on her head and now I've been calling her lumpy. <laughs> Ew. Oh my gosh. And um, you know, this all could have been resolved if I just opened the fridge and saw that there was leftover soup from last night or from the previous night. I wouldn't even need to order pizza. Well, but you know what? We live and we learn. We live and we learn. Yes. Yeah, so here we are. Um what else was I going to say? Oh, wait, no. Okay. I have, okay. The listeners don't know this. And this is because this is where editing really kicks in. And editing is such a beautiful thing because it is nobody caught it. And I don't, you know, 
we edited it. Of course, no one caught it. So the last BO episode that we uploaded, which was episode 13, I believe, or Bolum 13, Ray Ray fell asleep, guys. Like 30 minutes. Yeah. Like the 30. last 30 minutes. It, you could probably notice it because it's just me and Marnie talking most of the time. But yeah, Ray deuced out, literally. She literally fell asleep. And we don't, we, I think we recorded because Ray Ray lives, um, her time difference is she's three hours ahead of us. So it was about w- almost 1 a.m. for her, I believe. Yeah. And it was what, 9 a.m.? I mean, 9 a.m., 9 p.m., 10 p.m. for us, 10 p.m., almost like 10 yeah, p.m. for it, us. Almost 10 p.m. And so I noticed, I was like, why isn't she talking? And so I remember like saying like, oh, how do you girls feel about this or something? And she's not saying anything. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like maybe she's just busy. 20 minutes pass. And next thing you know, we just hear her come and be like, she just like comes on. She's like, guys, I just fell asleep. Like, I am so sorry. We're like, oh my God, like what's, what happened? She's like, I fell asleep. She's like, I have to go. Like, I'm so tired. And um, we told her, we're like, okay, Ray, Ray, like, that's fine. Like, just say your closing part. And her closing part was, hey, guys, I fell asleep. I have to go see what see you guys next week. And then she just, like, said bye, and she left. And we're and me and Allie started laughing because we are like, that's not what we meant. Like, say your closing as in, like, the closing that we do at the end of every episode. Yeah. And so we were just laughing. And then when I was editing it, I was like, how do I do this where I don't make it seem like if she fell asleep? So I, like, cut it down, and I just put, see you guys later. So that's why Ray Ray in the last like 25 minutes of the podcast she's not talking and all you hear her is at the very end see you guys later or something like that but oh my god ray ray's just so hilarious like i can't so this reminds me of a story um from our first zoom meeting which i don't think we've talked about on this podcast but i want ray to be here when we talk about that because what she said was really hilarious in that moment so we're gonna save that story for our next bo episode when ray is here oh yeah definitely that's a good story but I think we're ready to get into episode 14. Yes, let's get straight into it because we start off with Jalabe finding Bora in Ada's apartment. And the way that this man is looking at Ada, he's he like he knows something is up, especially because he heard Bora call Ada Sevgilim. And Ada right away is able to convince Bora to leave the apartment because she tells him that Jalabe can only drink his tea with cookies. And Jalabe even goes with this scheme that Ada has. Because Ada, he knows that Ada is not going to tell him whatever it is that she wants to tell him in front of Bora. And Bora even has his his suspicions that something is up, but he still leaves to give Ada that time to talk to Jalabe. And I don't know about you, Ali, but I was so surprised when she told him the truth. And like she tells him about her being married to Ruzgar, she tells them that Ruzgar cheated on her and that she is in a relationship with Bora. But secondly, I was even more surprised at Jalabe's reaction because he completely understood her and he empathized with her. No, I couldn't agree with you more. I was shocked and also, I was shocked, but also grateful. You could also see the sadness because he just said like, I just got this report positive. And so he's probably like, he himself is like feeling sad in that matter because he thought, I guess that relationship was real. Yeah. Cause he even tells her what, you know, after her, him finding out the whole truth, he tells Ada, he's like, I knew that there was a reason that I didn't like him. Like I knew that my prior judgments of Ruzgar were correct, but I didn't know to this extent. And poor Ada, man, like 
I feel this was the first time that someone truly sat down with her, besides Celine, of course, but that this was someone else besides Celine who has sat down with her, didn't interrupt her, listened to her, and was able to understand where she was coming from and the situation that she was in. And when he calls Ruzgar and Ruzgar's like, oh, Jalabe, hi, brother. And Jalabe's like, don't call me brother. He's like, you're going to meet me right now at the park. And I was like, yes, oh my God, I will never call Jalabe Jeepers Creepers. He will never be a weirdo to me ever again because I will forever stand this man. You know what's funny about Jalabe? Otto was super scared of him, like super scared of him. Oh yeah, everybody so was. Everyone, everyone was. was, yeah. And so it's just like ironic that he was the most accepting. I know that is crazy. It really is. But you know, I'm glad that he has that she now has Jalabe in her in her corner. Yes. And someone else that will support her and give her, you know, actual genuine advice. Because most definitely, Bora comes back to the apartment and Bora tells her, cause he's like, oh, so Jalabe isn't here anymore. And she's like, oh, he, he had to leave. And he's like, so were you able to tell him whatever it is that you wanted to tell him in secret? And she's like, oh, like, like what do you mean? What are you talking about? And wait, is this a scene where, this is where she puts, before Bora comes, right? She puts his, the report, right? The positive report on her coffee table. Yes, yeah, such a dizzy, such a dizzy move. Uh, you're <laughs> you're gonna such, say dizzy vibes? Yeah, I was in my brain. <laughs> Such a dizzy move, putting it, hiding it in an obvious spot, not like your bedroom and in, in you know a, a drawer that has a lock on it. No, just under a pile of paper, under a pile of magazines in the living room on a, and table. I know, and it's like the living room is a, like the common area. That's where everybody hangs out at Ada's apartment, and she just was like, "Ah, okay, I'll just put it here," you know. Just leave it out in plain sight and nothing will nothing bad will happen. I just was like, Ada, why? Why do you why do the writers have to do this? The game of clue is who's gonna find it. Ooh. Wait, who do you think is gonna find it? I think it's gonna be I'm putting my money. If it's the ants, I'm putting my money on Aunt Yesimin. Oh, that's a good one. I'm putting my money on her. Cause she would most likely Well, you know what though? If it is Aunt Yesemin, she won't tell Aunt Nurgis and she won't tell anybody else. She will just come directly to Ada. And no, I oh, sorry. I just want to interrupt. You. What's really going to happen is it's going to be the movement of that pip. That's what I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking it's going to be moved around a lot. Oh, okay. So it's just, okay. And then, uh, you know what? I just want, we'll get into that. When we get into the fragment and we get into yeah. like the end of the episode, we'll talk all about it. But I just wanted to note that Bora and Ada get into a disagreement at Ada's apartment. And he's like asking her, what is it? Because he even tells her, why are you so scared of Jalabe? Why did you freak out when he showed up? What's going on? He And then he tells her, he's like, is the curse the only reason why you're afraid of telling your aunts about our relationship? And the only reason why there's obstacles between us? And Ada keeps telling him yes. And he's really suspicious. Like he is, he's always been suspicious, but even more so now. Yeah, I see him being more suspicious, especially with the whole fate and aunt situation. Oh yeah, most definitely. And that becomes like a big thing this episode. 100%. It's like, I felt like this was like the episode of the curse. Like just, it just keeps getting said and kept getting repeated. And 
it's going to come to fruition. Like, it's going to come to light. Bora is going to find out very... Wait, no, he already knows about the curse. Yeah, he's not about that. But no, you know what? To me, maybe this is what, in the beginning, he doesn't, I don't think, realize how serious it is in the beginning in this episode. So in this moment, he doesn't, I feel like, really think it as serious. And he doesn't realize how serious it is until the middle of the episode. Oh, yeah. So he's acting like, why is this such a big deal? It's just a curse. Like, you believe in curses? Why? Yeah, because then when they go, um, Bora and Ada leave Ada's apartment and they go back. Can you hear my dogs? (laughs) Yeah, but it's fine. Okay. Apologies to anyone that can hear my dogs. But they're just kind of becoming a norm on the podcast at this point. There are extra Uh, calls. I know. (laughs) They have a lot of opinions, but I think more than us. But Bora and Ada go back to Bora's apartment. I mean, go back to Bora's house. And Bora is like so in his decision to tell her aunt. Thank you. Bora is so adamant to tell Ada's aunts that they are in a relationship. And he wants to walk in there holding her hand and like, you know, yell to everybody that he is in love with Ada and that they're together and that people need to respect their decision to be together because they're adults. But that's not what happens. Ada tells her aunt something completely different. And Bora's just like, why? Like, why do we need to keep hiding this? I think Ada's trying to say it's not that simple. And she can't form that words. It's not that simple. We can't just walk in there and say we're together. And everything's going to be hunky-dory. And we're going to be in a couple relationship. And I think that's with any relationship, really. You have to talk about that. You have to define the relationship first prior to you telling your family members. And I I can relate to that. And I would be nervous just to, you know, jump in with someone and tell my family right away without us talking about what we are and what we're going to be. Yeah, it's Bora. Bora just wants to already have everybody know he does not want he's not a type he's not the type of man to want to have a secret relationship i don't think ada is either i just think that she truly is afraid of her aunt's reactions and obviously her secret marriage to ruzgar getting out well yeah she was thinking about what he said to her their first dinner night when she was driving to the house and that's pretty important oh yeah it definitely and one of the things too that we see Ruzgar change a lot this episode because Ruzgar was someone that before this episode, like we knew that he was an issue. We knew he was a problem and he was creating obstacles for Adbor. But the fact that he is a schemer and he's actually pretty intelligent when it comes to schemes, even Tukche, because he goes to Tukche after after he has a conversation with Jalabe. Um, because Jalabe wants to speak to him regarding what Ada told him. And one of my favorite things in that scene is when Jalabe tells him, you're never going to be a man like Bora is. And Bora is an honest and noble person. And therefore, that's why he deserves someone as wonderful, as great as Ada. And I've come to see Ada as a daughter and I'll protect her from you. And I was like, yes, Jalabe, like, Forever stand, forever stand that guy. We stand, Jalabe, on this podcast. Yes, yeah, so no more, like, you will not hear any more slander towards Jalabe from us be- until, I mean, unless he deserves it, but no. Everybody is- needs a redemption, and he got his redemption era. 100%. But as much as I love Jalabe now, and I think we all do, Ruzgar now is like, they're together. They didn't break up. And he goes to Tukche. He tells Tukche, 
we're like, we'll team up. He doesn't tell Tukche that they were married, but he tells her that we're going to team up. And I know you want Bora and I want Ada. And Tukche is so surprised because, uh, excuse me, because Ruzgar is already like, he's already thinking one, two, three steps ahead. And Tukche even tells him, she's like, when did you get so smart? And I'm like, oh God, like even Tukche thought that this guy was like a complete dummy. Well, we already knew that, but <laughs> um, <laughs> no, you really see this, the villains of the, the show come out. But yet again, I honestly thought Tuche was going to be over Bora. I did too. And I really wish like that was her character development, but obviously not. I mean, but you know, the ratings, I guess, as we know, the ratings require drama um, so that they're in better standing. So I understand why they chose to not give Tuche that character redemption, but it's like, Ruzgar and Tukche are actually turning out to be really great villains for this show so far. Like the way that they're being written is pretty great so far. I'm annoyed with them because I don't want anybody to, you know, hurt Adbor and break them up, but it does create that drama. But we get like such a cute scene with Elif and Bora, and Elif even like asks Bora if he is in love with Ada. And he like tries to play it off and he's like, no, like, I mean, he's like, I love her, but I love her in the way that I love you. And I love um, the ants and, the, uh, you know, Z what we know, Aslan. And then Ella's like, no, not like that. And then she winks at him. And it is such a cute moment. Nothing gets past that girl. She goes out into the hallway or she goes in the hallway and she knows that Ada is in her room, but her aunts are sleeping with her. And so she, the what's the word, the genius, um, walks into Otta's room and asks for her and says, I had a nightmare and I need you to come sleep with me, making Otta get out of the room. And then that sly girl says, as walking to the door, I don't, I don't need you. I'm going to go to bed. And Otta is so confused. She tells him, she's like, she's like, my uncle Bora's down by the pool waiting for you or something, not waiting for you, but he's just down by the pool. She and then like she shuts the door. Yeah. Yeah. She shuts the door on her face. And oh my God, it was so cute. And Ada does go to see Bora and he doesn't hear her. And she's very just, I guess, like just taking him in. And she's really sad because she knows that she's hurting him. So she's about to walk away when he, you know, he, he, he like senses her presence because he's like, so you're just not going to say anything. You're just going to leave. And she goes to sit by ne like by him and they have a conversation about, again, if this is only about the curse and that's the only thing that's keeping Ada from not telling her aunts the truth. And Ada again tells him yes. Because Ada tells him, she's like, this curse might not be real for you, right? You might be a skeptic towards yeah. it. But my family isn't. And my family has, this, this curse has created real problems for them. And that's why we 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 completely believe in it. But Bora still doesn't, right? Until he understands the gravity of the situation because Ada tells him, if my family finds out we're together, my aunt already told me that she's going to force me to go back to Bursa with them. And Ada, I mean, excuse me, and Bora completely, like this completely gets his attention. And he's like, we'll take it, like, we'll do it your way, Ada. Like, if you want to take your time, if you don't want to tell them, like, I can't lose you. Like, we'll yeah. do it your way. A logical reason behind 
her keeping the relationship a secret. He figured it out finally. Mm-hmm. Then we get this, like the first game of Ruzgar and Tuche, which is to act like they are very supportive of this relationship and that they're so happy for Ada and Bora. And they throw like, I guess it's like a little like, yay, I'm glad you're in a relationship type yeah, of office, an office party. party. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, Bora's so over it too. Like one of the girls like walks to him with the cake. He's like, step back. He's like, step back. And I'm just like, oh my God, this is so good. I feel like this is the old Bora, even though he wanted to be open about his relationship in the office. Cause he said that, like, I don't want any secrecy. But yet he still wants to keep his composure and respect. Mm-hmm. But yeah, behind he, closed doors, as we know. Yeah, because he's still he's a very private person. He just doesn't like secrets. And yeah, that's completely fine. I mean, we all understand that. But I loved it when, oh, no, this is when Tukche goes to his office and tell him that she wants to do dinner reservations. She tells Ada the same thing. And even Ruzgar is telling Ada, and I'm so happy that Ada didn't buy it because we're just like, Ada, I just want the best for you. I just want you to be happy. Can't you see that? I'm really like, I'm letting you go. And she's like, dude, like, bruh, are you serious? She's like, yesterday, you just came to me telling me that you were going to fight for me. And now you're telling me that you are accepting of my relationship with Bora. And she's like, I know you too. Wow. And I'm like, yes. Thank goodness, because I really didn't want her to be like, oh, okay, like, thank you so much, and be kind of ditzy about it. So she sees through Ruzgar. No, she's been doing that most of these episodes. Yeah, which is great, because Ada's a very smart person herself, and we're coming to find out that when it comes to plotting and scheming and just being a terrible person and finding, like, these ways to really mess with people, Ruzgar is intelligent as heck in that department. And they go to a dinner together. And I loved I loved this scene because Ruzgar starts planting in Ada and Bora's head that they are very different. And he uses it, like he does it in a very sneaky psychological way where you wouldn't think that he's saying things in a negative way. He's just being like, oh, like Bora's a very, you know, Bora, but you're a very organized person and very structured and clean. And he might say something else and then he'll be like, he'll say something about Ada and how Ada's very, she can be messy and um, very last minute with things and just a little bit chaotic, which leads Ada and Bora to both have dreams about their futures together based off of what Ruzgar is saying. And their dreams are very different. <laughs> yeah, they're so different. And Bora's dream, uh, future dream, like like his vision about his future with Ada is coming home after a long day of work and the house being a complete mess and just chaotic. And Ada, when he goes into the kitchen, like it is so dirty. And like, there's like a stuffed teddy bear on the floor and he kicks it. And Ada has a baby on her arms and she's cooking. And I loved it because when he comes to like taste, I think it's like soup that she's making. He takes the spoon up to his lips, but there's nail polish. There's like nail polish in it. I was like, oh my God, like this man is really thinking that that Ada would put nail polish by accident in food. And they have an it turns out they have another son. And Bora goes outside and his son is peeing in their pool. And his like reaction 
was absolutely hilarious. And why was he wearing that mustache? Like, what the heck happened? I guess in Bora's future dream, he thinks he's going to have a mustaches or facial hair. Like, that was <laughs> that such... That he can grow it. It was such a... Like, but it was like, I don't even know. Like, that mustache was something else. Like, I was like, okay, bro. Like, if that's how you see your, well, I don't know. I like, think sport. it's a, a sign of like parenthood and, and the, like, as oh, a, yeah. you know, we see that in Disney's when they do like flash forwards and stuff or dreams. They mostly have mustaches to like them, they're, they show their different self from their present, from their past to future present well, self, I guess. He, he definitely looked different. And he was even wearing a brown suit, like a typical dad brown suit. And I was just like, no, bro, you're hot as F. Like, no. And Ada, too, like, she was wearing, like, a headband type of thing with, I don't know. It was just a mess. And Bora, like, Bora's, like, thinking about his vision. He's like, what in the world is happening? Yeah, he definitely got, like, choked up a bit or, like, had to cough. And then Ada's dream, complete 180. Um, they're sitting in bed. She's reading a book upside down. Bora has glasses reading a book. And she wants to, like, you know, get, have a little bit of fun time with Bora at nighttime. And so she's trying to get close to him and, and, and touch him. And he stops her right there and says, you see that calendar over there? And it has, like, the days of the week. And on the middle of the week, there's an apple. And he says, it's not, it's not the day. And then it has books, which I thought were sandwiches. I thought they were sandwiches too until it zoomed in. Because I was like, why is there an apple on Thursday and every other day has a sandwich with the book? Because there was like a book just on its own, like by yeah. the snacks. So I was like, okay, it's a sandwich. Oh, you know, a very high, I mean, high stack of sandwiches with a book. And then you have an apple. But nope, apparently every day besides thursday is reading night and the only night reserved for them to have sex and to be intimate with each other is thursdays and that is symbolized by a red apple which i just took it as like the forbidden fruit and yeah poor ada's face just looks so disappointed and so just like pent up she probably has a lot of pent up stuff that she needs to get out, and she can't <laughs> until it. She can't until it's Thursday, apparently. And you, Ali, come on, like Bora, the Bora we know. Would he ever be like that when it comes to Ada? No, because he's been busting this whole episode. I mean, in these previous episodes, <laughs> he really has. And oh my god, he would never like if Ada were to do that to him now. Like this man would go crazy. Like he means business when he's at work, but for Ada, he's jumping at the bones like honestly no even yeah and even at work he just wants, yeah he, he wants he wants her all to himself when he you know they're in the closet so i'm like no there's no way but that's what but see that's how it shows that Ruzgar is a huge schemer because he was able to plant that i guess like that scary vision into both of their heads and they both, I don't know exactly what happens. I just know that they both leave the restaurant to go outside because Ada, I believe, gets upset. But then they reconcile so fast and they're hugging and then Bora like kisses her on the top of the head and Ruzgar and Tukchair in the restaurant are like, yeah, like I think we really got to them. And they go outside and when they see Adbor just embracing each other, being all lovey-dovey, they're just like, are you kidding me? And it didn't work. 
I love when Bora is like, hey, so you guys are going to pay for the food, right? Like, that's what you guys said, because there's really no reason for us to be here anymore. And then, so, yeah, because in the beginning of the dinner, they were all bragging about their jobs, Tuche and Riesgard. Oh, yeah. And that's when Tuche's like, oh, don't worry about it, guys. Like, this is on me. You guys can order whatever you want. And they did. And they left. And Ruzgar tells Tuche, hey, so has the bill been paid? And I think Tuche's like, oh, wait, is Ruzgar going to pay for the bill? Like a gentleman? She's like, oh, no, it hasn't been paid. He's like, okay, cool. I'm going to go to the restroom and you pay for it. And Tuche's like, oh, my God. And I was just laughing so much. Ruzgar, that skunk. He really is. And it's just, I completely forgot that we used to call him a skunk. And I think we need to bring that back because he really, like, this man it is the biggest skunk in the world. But let's go back. Let's, like, go to something just pleasant and nice. And that is Ali and Celine and them having their moment in the closet. I laugh so hard in that scene because when, um, what's his name? Blocks through? Uh, Everin. Everin. And he interrupts them and they all freak out. And Everin, like, does that thing with his, like, mouth and you you put your thumb on your mouth. Oh, yeah. You're, like, oh, scared. yeah. Mm-hmm. I watched that scene like five times. I laughed so hard. And I loved it because Ali has been trying to kiss Celine for I don't even know how many episodes now. And when he's finally getting his chance to kiss her, he freezes up. And it's Celine who takes the initiative. And she's the one who like leans into Ali. And he's just like right there, like all frozen and shy. And when Everin opens the door and they just like leap up and scream and they all get scared. Oh my gosh, it was so funny. I laughed so much too. Such comedic elements that I love. But unfortunately, we have Ruzgar. And so these wonderful scenes can only last not very long because this dude goes into Ada's apartment and puts Bora's ID on her coffee table because Tuche was the one, I think she like earlier in the episode, she snuck into Bora's office to grab his ID and she gives it to Ruzgar. And again, they're scheming, they're planning. Ruzgar makes it as if someone broke into Ada's house. And I don't know, dude, if you laughed as much as I did when Aslan got the call at Ada's apartment that there was a possible break in. And when he's with his grocery bags and he starts running, Oh, yes. I, I was laughing. I it love was, Aslan, too. He's, he's a great guy. It, it was so... It's, his run with his grocery bags just swinging in the air was hilarious. And he and Nurgis go to Ada's apartment to just make sure everything's okay. Everything looks fine. It looks like it was just a false alarm. But unfortunately, Nurgis finds Bora's ID on the coffee table. And this lady freaks the f out and right before she barges into the company ada is having a conversation with celine and her aunt yesemin and aunt yesemin is telling ada that aunt nurgis wants to i think she said that she wants ada to leave the company but she just hasn't voiced that to ada yet there's something else that i believe is said because Celine tells Ada, she's like, well, yeah, your aunt, like, it's not like she's going to just barge into the company. Like she was, she's not going to, she's not going to go that extreme. And then I was like, no, no, my aunt would never do that. And then you just hear the seven gates of hell open when Nurgis screams Ada's name. And I couldn't believe that this lady had the audacity and felt that she had the right to go into her niece's job. And scream at her in that way. In front of all of her co-workers. I wish that 
because I wasn't expecting the scene next, which we'll, we'll get into, but I wish Boar was there to witness that scene because I feel like he would have understood the seriousness that their aunts have with this curse. But how didn't he hear her? I, <laughs> glass, I don't know. It's bulletproof glass and soundproof glass in his office. I'm not sure. But she, like, yeah, I just wish he was there to witness that. I agree because he would have seen just how how upsetting I guess it is for the ants to even mm-hmm. fathom the idea of Ada being with someone that isn't her first love and the extent that they're willing to go to just express that to her. Because showing up to a family member's job and speaking to them like that in front of their coworkers and not having any respect for your niece or for the establishment that you're walking into. I just thought it was such an ugly scene. Um, well, not scene, but just like an ugly reaction from Aunt Nurges. And if I was Ada and that was my aunt coming into my job, I would have called security on her. Yeah, I would have been super embarrassed and been like, you're never doing that again. Like, so extreme, okay? So extreme. And the next scene I was taken aback on. I did not expect for well, Ada to do what she did, but I understand what she did. It's because she thought that he did it on purpose. Yeah. But isn't that like funny that she had that thought and it not funny, not funny, actually kind of sad that she would believe he would do this because of his past actions and because of how he's been acting. I, okay. And I think, well, let me just say this part before, before I continue on with the rest. She tells him, I can't believe that you would go this slow as to purposely put your ID stay at my house so that my aunts could see and so that I would be forced to tell them that I'm with you. And she's like, you told me last night that you were willing to take my direction, right? Like you're going to follow what I want. And I told you that I didn't want to tell my aunts. And I told you that the reason why I'm afraid to tell them is because they're going to force me to go back to Bursa with them. And you took it upon yourself. And you took away my choice, right? This is her choice. At the end of the day, she feels that Bora took away her choice to remain with that secret from her aunts. And it was, oh, I just didn't expect it. I didn't expect her to even think that, like how you were saying, Ali. Like, I just thought that it was really extreme for her to jump to that conclusion. Because I just feel like Bora has never done something like that to even... Or, like, given any context clues in his personality to even do that. But she just, like, jumped the gun and, and thought that. Well, it's probably because of his persistency previous for their talk. So she still had that in the back of her mind. Because, again, I think she does still have problems with trusting people. Like, Ruth Gard said this, but then he did this, like, behind her back. And oh, I know Boar is not the type of person to do that. But there's some sense where there's some sense of that still in her back of her mind. No, that's true. That's true. And... and- and and for her aunts to come to the office and say, we're leaving, we're going back to wherever, that was like, you ruined it. You know, now I have to leave because of what you did. This was, this is how serious it was. That's what I'm saying. Like, it would have made so much more sense if Bor witnessed the aunt freak out. That is very true. And because then, then yeah. she could, because, sorry, because then she could still go to Bor and be like, this is what you did. Like, instead of, like, going to the office, you know, he would still have an understanding because he was all like, what are you talking about? Like, what's going on? Yeah, because there was, not only was she humiliated, 
she was caught off guard. She has no idea how his ID got there. She's thinking the absolute worst. She's not thinking clearly either because she's just so in the moment that she just reacted. Then, oh, because then they go to, like, she leaves the company with her aunts. And then Bor even yells at yeah. her. He's like, where are you going? She's like, I'm leaving. He's like, you can't just leave. Like, you, like it doesn't matter. Like, this is still your job. And she's like, well, then you can take it as me. I don't know, like, like take it out of my paycheck or something. Yeah, that's what she said. Uh, and she gets to Bora's house. And, oh, my God, thank God, Bora followed her. And they go into her room. And Bora locks the door. And he's, like, trying to get to her. He's like, what is going on? What's wrong? Like, why would you even think that I would do this? And she's yelling at him. And she's packing up her stuff. And then that's when Bora just like out of desperation, he just grabs her and kisses her. And then that just knocks sense into Ada. It does. Because then she's like, she snaps back into it. And then she hears her aunt at the front door. And then she's like, okay, we'll talk about this. Like basically like trying to form a plan, but still acting upset because she knows her aunt's outside. Yeah. Cause Bora tells her, he's like, Ada, he's like, if you tell me right now, if you tell me that you don't want this and that you want to be away from me, I'll let you go. But that's, but I need you to say it. And she doesn't say it. And she kisses him on the cheek and she like, like looks at him. Like now she has that desperation on her, on her face and her voice. And she tells him, please like, just act like we broke up, act like we're not together. Please just do that for me. And his look is just, again, like I always say this about him, but he is always just so mesmerized by her. And you can clearly see that in his face, just how in awe he is of her. And just how Ada has this way of just putting him under this spell. And he does it. He acts like they broke up. He even tells her, I'm going to help you pack. I never want to see you again. Or he says something like that. Like, I'll help you. I'll help you pack. I'll help you leave. Like, just go. And so the ants think that they really are broken up. And everybody thinks that they broke up based off of how they were at the office, based off of how they were at Bora's home. Everybody thinks that they are now completely over with, um, but they're not. And now it's another hiding game for them. Correct, which he's willing to accept. However, back at the apartment that night, Ooh. another plan by the ants occurred. Oh, God. This is just like, just us saying Rusgar's name. I don't even know how many times this episode, just honestly, like, I want to throw up. My question is, never mind. We'll get no, what that. is it? What is your question? Oh, I was just going to be like, why did Bora show up right after, like, acting like he's going to talk to the ants when Ada had just told him that morning or that afternoon, like, give me time? Oh, that is actually I, a good question. Because I know he can't keep his, he can't keep away from Ada. We get that. But she literally just said he realized the seriousness of the situation and then he arrives. I know it's probably for the dramatic of the show and, you no, know. But but even when, when, you know, we add drama into stories, you want to stay true to, like, the character's personality traits or just, like, their characteristics. And it is a bit weird for him to have done that. You know, we haven't talked about, I know that we're talking about the dinner episode, but during that dinner episode, Aunt Yasmin, and throughout this episode, has definitely switched gears. Oh, yeah, she is and now, what like, yeah. supporting Ada and Bora's relationship. And that's why I think she finds that paperwork. You know what? She might. She really might. But we'll see who does. Uh, but yes, the ants, or not the ants, Aunt Nurgis calls Rusgar to come over that night. 
Ruzgar shows up with flowers and he even brings a bouquet of flowers for both Ada and Aunt Nurgis. And he is just really playing up this role and he is not fooling Ada whatsoever. And I don't understand like- Is his motives to embarrass Ada again? No, his motives are to be with Ada. You really think that? No, I, okay, this is what I think. I think that Ruzgar now knows that he had something amazing with Ada, but not in the sense that they had like this beautiful relationship. I think he sees her as someone that truly did care for him because he was with someone, Tuche, who could care less about him. He's like, I had Ada and I treated her badly. I didn't see her. And now that she is no longer mine and she's with another man, who is doing what I should have been doing this whole time. Now I want her back. But I bet you if he were to have get like if he were to get Ada back and be with her within the span of a couple of months, he would get bored of her and leave her because he doesn't love Ada. He just loves the idea of winning Ada to win her. Yeah. I okay, I understand that now. That's why I asked cuz I'm like I really don't think he loves her. No, he he doesn't because when you love someone and it's a and it's like a beautiful type of love you really choose that person over yourself in almost all aspects of your life and that means that you care more about their happiness than you do your own so if he loved her he would not scheme behind her back not try to break her relationship with bora not go to her house when her aunt invited him he would just let her live the life that she wants to live without him yes and then be there for her when needed. Oh, we don't even want this dude. Like, no, I know, but back where I, know, from. I know, but he's doing it all wrong, obviously, which is good because we don't like him. No, yeah, we don't like him. We love Bora, and Bora even shows up. Like you were saying earlier, Bora shows up, and I don't even think I realized. I was like, wait, why is he there? Because I, I was just like, I think he's there because he thinks Ada's by herself. But then I remembered, I was like, wait, no, the ants are at her apartment now i don't know if he wanted to go up i think maybe he just wanted to visit her like he wanted her to come down no he tried to come up okay then i don't know what the heck is going on i don't know why he would even show up i know he did say that he that she didn't answer her phone which is why he came but if she doesn't answer her her phone it just might be because she's like busy sir or like what if she's like taking a dump she's <laughs> She doesn't have to answer her phone all the time. You don't yeah. have to show up, like, just because she doesn't answer. Yes. Like, it's a little too much. Which, we love him for that. But again, she just told you, you saw the seriousness of my aunt. But then they end it with, you know, looking into each other's eyes and smiling. And he touched her hair. Oh, yeah. This is what he keeps telling her. He keeps telling her, because she goes, I don't want my aunt to see us. I don't want my aunt to know. Even though Aunt Yesiman does see them. She, like, yeah. peeps on them from the, the window. But Ada's like, I don't want my aunts to know. Like, they're going to see you. Like, please just, like, respect that. And he's like, okay, Ada, like, we're going to do this on your terms. And when when you're comfortable telling them. But it's like, sir, stop making it so hard for her, though. Like, stop showing up. Stop, like, just, like, let her just be with her aunts, right? And yeah. try to figure this out. I, but, I, I under, but at the same time, I do understand. It's like, he's just so in love with her that he even, like, not being with her for an hour is, like, too much separation for him that he needs to see her or even talk to her but it is creating more stress for ada but then she gets up to her apartment and ruzgar is leaving and ada could not be any happier and Aunt yesiman too and yesiman was like trying to keep ruzgar from leaving because she didn't want him to see bora and ada because everybody thinks that they're broken up 
And of course, if Bruce Gar were to see them, he would tell Aunt Nurges. And so Aunt Yesima was like, no, you can't leave without drinking this or you can't leave without eating this. Like, no, like you're not leaving. And as soon as Anna comes up to the apartment, she's like, Bruce Gar, why are you still here? Just leave. And I'm starting, okay, Aunt Yesima is starting to like go back into my good graces. But I'm still upset with her for how she was being like really ugly in the prior episodes. Yeah, she was more serious about this curse than Aunt Nurgis. I know, like they completely reversed, but but Aunt Nurgis is being even worse, in my opinion. Oh, for sure, right now. Um, then it's the next morning, and they're back in the office. And I don't remember, was the first note at her desk, or was it with Celine, the first note, the love note? She got a text from Bora, and he tells okay. her to look under her keyboard. Oh, yeah, the keyboard. So she gets it from the keyboard. She goes to Celine at the cafe area, and she gives her the little cappuccino with the heart. She, like, sips it really cutely, and then um, she gets another note. So it's like a scavenger hunt. It's a love scavenger hunt. It's a love scavenger hunt. So... <laughs> The next note is in the closet. Yes. And that's where he hides the dress. Yeah, it's a dress. The dress. And so it's a dress. Basically, he wants her to obviously wear that. And then she finds another note. And it has her. Because in the note for, he goes, find the next clue at your favorite desk or something like that. Oh, which is in Bora's office under Mm -hmm. the desk that was hers. And it's a shoe, a high heel. But he had, but the other one's missing, Cinderella. (laughs) <laughs> so she goes up to the balcony because I think that's what the note says, like go up to our secret place or something to that effect. And he's there obviously with the shoe and they're being all lovey, super dovey and talking about how they're going to have dinner and he wants her to wear the dress and the shoes. Oh, and he tells her like, hey, my parents are going to be gone. They're going on a trip. Are you possible able to like get out of the house? And she's like, yes, of course. And they almost kiss. And who comes up to the balcony? That dude that I don't know his name. He's the one always ruining moments. Let's just tell him that. And they like act all like separate and they're fighting and talking, talking about like some article they want to write. And it's about Cinderella because they're talking about shoes. And it just gets all ad door status craziness. How usually it is. But I just wanted to say that like their faces when they're looking at each other is absolutely adorable and it's so beautiful and when Bora hands her the second pair of shoe Ada her hands are busy holding onto the shoes that he just like pulls her by the waist and oh my god it was just so hot like oh my god like I just love that like I love it when they're like this but uh, uh, like how you were saying that dude ruined the moment I think he was talking he said he was talking to his mom and he like they tell him to leave and he goes down to the company floor and spreads the gossip. Yeah, he's like, you guys wouldn't believe, like, Ada and Bora are still together. I just saw them on the roof, and they were trying to act like they were fighting, but I know they weren't. It gets around, and Ruzgar and Tukche are now aware that Ada and Bora are actually not broken up. Like, they're trying to pretend they are. And then we get to the scene where Bora goes to pick up Ada in, like, this beautiful convertible classic car. And he looks absolutely, like, he looks so handsome. And Ada looks beautiful. And he is so just awestruck of her. And I loved it because he's he tells her, he's like, you look so beautiful, Ada. And she tells him, she's like, you look beautiful too. And I'm like, has anyone told Bora that? Because this man's face lit up. He got so happy. He, like, opens the door for her and she gets into the car and she's just staring at him. He, like, glimpses at her. And then he just like 
refocuses on her again because he's taking in the way that she is staring at him and he gets so happy and he kisses her on the cheek and it's beautiful and I couldn't help thinking that I don't think anybody has ever done something like this for Ada. I don't think she's ever experienced something like this. And I got pretty emotional because I was just so happy for her. Can I just say, if you just didn't say that, I thought that whole scene was a dream and it just like flash forward to the dinner. It was the cinematography. It was very dreamy. Was I not like, could you understand that? Because then when they get to the dinner and I know I, I thought it was beautiful too. And they looked lovely. And um, they both posted that photo, like the real actor and actress oh, posted yeah. that photo, and they tagged one another. And it was the one where um, I touch was kissing Jeffrey on the cheek. Just gonna say, so obviously love. Um, but at the dinner, he's sitting by the table, and then she walks up. It's not like they walk to the table together. Does that make sense? How I thought that could have been a dream? No, no, no. I completely agree. I think the cinematography was used very, like it used it to create that illusion of. It's a very dreamlike scene with the colors, with the haziness. I I mean, usually when you see something that looks as the cinematography did in that particular scene, you would think it's a dream. I don't know if it was, like maybe it was. Like maybe we have no idea. Maybe, maybe, dude, maybe this whole thing from him picking her up to even after the dinner, it was a dream. Imagine. Oof, yeah. Uh, well, actually, I would be a little bit happy. And we'll get to that. We'll get to that part, White. But I would be actually but just a little like bit happy. How, how the sequence went. Like, it went to that scene, and then it, it wasn't them walking to the dinner table together. It was him sitting by the dinner table, and then she walking up to the dinner table. That's what I thought. But why would why would she dream that, though? Like, like, like him what, picking what, her up? Yeah, like, what would be the purpose of, of that dream? I don't know. Just, <laughs> just be, <laughs> maybe just like a fairy tale element. I I, I, I honestly don't know. No, because I think he even tells her um, when they're on the rooftop, he even tells her, be ready by eight. Okay, well, that cinematography was off. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. And then the next <laughs> scene was offer. Like, it was more off because it wasn't them walking to the table together. It Okay, I agree. I But I'm choosing to look past it because I... Yeah, I am too. I'm just saying, like, maybe I'm not the only one, okay? No, I, I know for a fact you're not the only one. But I, I did like the scene... Um, the dinner was beautiful. Bora cooked for them. As soon as I saw him serving her wine, I was like, oh my God, oh my God, Ada 2.0 is going to come out. And I would be here for it because she is hilarious when she is drunk. And so is he. Imagine if both of them were to unleash their like alter drunk egos, like the chaos that that would cause in the world. Yeah. That would be insane. I would you love to end up it. at the pool. That's all I know. Oh, hopefully. Some other stuff will happen. But okay, you know what? I'm going to have to not. You are crazy. <laughs> I did not go into it. But okay. So Bora tells her. Because she's like so shy. And she's sitting across the table from him. And she tells him. She's like. I think she says like. Why are you looking at me? Or why are you looking at me like that? And he tells her that. She's the most beautiful thing in the world. And that's why he's just staring at her. Because how could he not? She's just like. she, Her face. You know. Her cheeks get all red. And. Then they start dancing and you could tell she's tipsy because she's just kind of like laughing and she's being really giddy. He's loving it and they're just so in the moment. And then it starts raining. And I thought that was so beautiful. Like just the rain, like it just, it's making for the scene, right? It's setting the scene. And I'm like, oh my God, rain kiss, rain kiss, rain kiss. And I'm thinking we're going to get a rain kiss and we don't get a rain kiss. Not this time. No, not even, not even anytime so far. 
That's what I'm saying. Not this time. Maybe there's another time. Maybe it's when they're reuniting theory. Yeah, but I, I thought it would have been nice for this time because she did have that dream about when she went to Bora's house and the sprinklers engulfed them with the water. Oh, and so I just, time. I was just hoping, but you know, it's fine because then they cut to the scene and they're in Bora's room and Ada is in nothing but one of his shirts and he is towel drying her hair. And I loved it when he grabbed her hair and he like held it up to his nose and he just like took a long, like whiff of her <laughs> hair. And I know that sounds weird. I know that sounds weird. There's something just so intimate about someone appreciating their partner's scent and not being able to have enough of it. I get that. But um, let me just say my love language is not touch. So um, I took it in a different way. But, you know, to each their own. What do you mean? Like I wasn't engulfed in it as much as you were. But that's okay. okay. No, no, yeah. I I thought it was – I just thought it was a very sensual moment um, because – as we know, Bora keeps, he just loves how Ada, like he loves Ada's scent. But who, what Dizzy Man doesn't? I read somewhere, and this was like a while ago, it's like years ago, when you're in love with somebody, like their scent is just something, the person in love with that person smells them. I know this is going to sound so weird, but I'm just saying, this is what I read, that the person sent to their lover is a scent that is going to be completely different to other people. Like, that their lover smells them differently than anyone else. And I know that's weird, but I think that's what's happening with Bora. No, I don't think that's weird. I, I've heard that too. It's their pheromones that they project off. Oh. And that's why people buy pheromone like enhancers. I don't know if you know that. Side note, you can buy them. And Every, everyone's gonna go to like yeah. Amazon or Google. <laughs> And no, I seriously learned about this in psychology class and just side note. So this is a funny story. So two twins, identical, literally identical. One was wearing the four man pheromone enhancer. One wasn't. Guess who got the most guys attached to her at the bar? The one who was. Yep. Oh, that's very interesting. And I am not going to go on Google to try to <laughs> buy a bottle. <laughs> um, I don't know how like true they are, but that was just like a te- well. I know how true they are, but what I'm saying is, I know Otto wasn't wearing having that. Oh but no, her pheromone is very enhanced to Bora because he loves her, and it's so cute. There's they're they're being so soft in this scene, and when she tells them, like she's like, "I'm scared," and he's like, "You don't have to be scared. I'm here." They're about to. Those are like the best words ever that that a dizzy like male can say to his partner, just like. When you say I'm scared and he says you don't have to be, my heart melts. Like I loved it. I it was such a soft scene. And they're about to they're about to like have their first time together. And it was gonna be beautiful. It, no one was home. And I and I do get it. Like I know a lot of us want them to have their first time somewhere that isn't at Bora's house. Me. Me too. Like me too. But then there was a part of me that wanted them to. I would say I wanted them to more than I didn't want them to. But, but then who comes rolling in? Oh, God. Not the maid. No. I think I'd rather the maid because then I'd just be like, guys, just like kick the maid out and just like, you know, get back wait, down wait. to. <laughs> get, that, get back down to business when you were threatening that if the maid did it, you would come after her in the last podcast episode. <laughs> I don't forget look, things, by the way. Yes, listeners, I do not forget things in this group. So just remember. Look, that. I just 
because I just felt like the maid was just, it just was not in her place to like go all the way to Bora's room and tell him you have a visitor. First of all, I confused her with the waitress. I don't even want to talk about her, okay? I don't even want to talk about her. Well, just say that's wanna... the actual maid of the house's oh job my is God. to let their guests know that, to let the host of the house know that their guests are there. But, but anyway, it's my no, second guest. <laughs> no, because, okay, hold on, hold on. Because if I was working at somebody's house and I was like, oh, Bora Bay has his uh, his girlfriend here and they're having a romantic dinner. Oh, Bora Bay and his girlfriend are no longer outside. Oh, dang, Bora Bay's door is closed. Oh, there's a like a door, like someone rings the doorbell and it's whoever it is, right? I'm not going to be like, oh, let me go to Bora Bay. So I just be like, hey, um, he's busy right now. He, he can't attend to you. Is this an emergency? If it was yeah. an emergency, then of course, okay. but if it wasn't and she's like oh you just want to talk to him to say hi okay let me go get him while he's trying to bang his girlfriend for the first time no that's why i was getting so mad because like when you brought up the maid i it triggered me well um i apologize for that however it was my second guess of who showed up at the house which was the family oh god which i think might have been worse comes rolling in looking for ada screaming for ada and bora it was actually funny because like they like stopped obviously and she's like Taze and then Bora hears his mom and he's like what's my mom doing here they were and, it, and it's and it's because Ruzgar went to Ada's apartment to tell Aunt Nurgis because of that one dude who opened his mouth at the company and told everybody hey Ada and Bora are actually not broken up I just caught them on the roof Ruzgar went to go spill the gossip to the aunt and the aunt called Uncle Zafer and they all just barged into the house, ruining the moment. And Ada, it, it like the episode ends with Ada and Bora just like staring at each other, completely like, "What the f is going on?" What did you think, uh, like Ali? What did you think overall of the episode? I thought the episode was really good. I liked it, but it, we saw progression in Bora a little bit, and by little, I just mean a little bit. But we also saw. We saw progression in Ada in like the first minute when she, you know, told the truth to July Bay. But then I felt the rest of the episode, she was holding back her voice and a lot of things. And so I just really want her to just speak up and stop having people speak for her. Because even though she spoke up to Bora at the office, that was her aunt's doing. That wasn't her doing. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I would agree with that. I I think that the episode was a great one. I definitely laughed in it. I love the moments between Ada and Bora. My favorites were the dreams. They were hilarious. Mm-hmm. And I generally like, generally I like to see like future visions that the characters have of each other. Just like how I like to see flashbacks too. So it was just like really great. I did think that Ada is letting her aunts really, like they're, they're in, inserting themselves too far into her life that I want her to really put her foot down but i do understand why she's afraid to because her whole life all she's had were were her aunts and yeah they're her family she's afraid to disappoint them she wants their approval and i think when it comes to ada and her actions i think we really need to go back to what evren was saying to at yesemin when they when they had that picnic and evren was talking about how a child who grows up without parents how 
their personality is very much affected by that and how that how they will go to extreme lengths to please everybody and forget about themselves and that and Ada we see Ada always doing that so I really want her to just put herself first I want the truth to come out so I just think that we need to just keep that in mind when we when we think about Ada and think about why she continues to have her aunts be such a big influence in her life and why it's very difficult for her to reveal such i don't know what the right word is but just i guess truths that can really alter her life in in a not so great way and it's because her life has just been you know pretty difficult considering all the things that she's been through i but feel like she's going to have a breaking point oh yeah because the fragment when the fragment comes out it's the frag it's the second fragment and Bora shows up with his family at Ada's apartment to ask for her hand in marriage. And I don't know if you felt like this, Ali, but when I saw that, I'm not, I wasn't upset or anything. I just was taken aback because oh, for I, sure. I never pegged Bora as a man that would jump into something as serious as marriage after like two weeks of being in a relationship with Ada especially because in the span of two weeks, they've had so many obstacles. It's been difficult for them, even in terms of like their communication with each other. It made me believe, and this is what I hate. It made me believe that is he possibly proposing to her just because he doesn't want her aunts to feel that they have a right to say what Ada can or can't do. And if Ada is a married woman and she is married to him, he would have more of a right to be able to say his opinions or his thoughts over Otto's actions and decisions, which I don't like. I don't I want that. I really think he's not thinking and he's just going off his gut and, and thinking that marriage and love can solve anything. And you can't live off love. Okay. That's what I'm trying to say. You can't live off love. There's so many other elements in this matter, Otto's matter, that you can't just think getting married is going to resolve it. I, I agree. You know what, whether it be that he's proposing because he wants to have Ada as his wife and have more of a, I guess, like of a bigger voice in terms of her life over her aunts, or whether it's because he's just, what? Oh, I was going to say, now I could see that, now that you say it again to me about he wants to have more of a voice. I think maybe he just wants to try to feel more important as well, but he is, so I just, I don't get it. You know, we really, and this is the thing, you know, 44 or however many seconds of a fragment, like it's not going to be able to give us really much, like it's not gonna be able to answer anything for us. But I just don't think that that's something that Bora, what we know of Bora, right? What we're familiar with Bora is that he's a very logical person. He always, he's very structured. He plans everything out. This is why I'm just like, is this, is Bora the type of person that when they're in love, they just jump they don't see anything else they don't think about what happens if they commit action a or action b they just jump and whatever happens happens because if he is that type of person in love it leads me to believe that he had has proposed to his ex-girlfriend the Ashley girl i was just thinking the same thing like literally in my mind after you were going to talk i was going to be like was he this way with Ashley because in that conversation at that dinner on the beach, he was very adamant of what he went through. 
So you think, hey, maybe let's not make this mistake again. Yeah, so, but but see, this is, when, when we watch the episode, I hope the writers are able to integrate what their message is and what their message is in terms of why Bora would propose to Ada. Is it solely because he's in love with her and he, we know he sees a future with her. We know Bora sees Ada as his wife one day. Yes. Is that what it is? Is it just, he just, you know what? I already see a future with you. What's the point of waiting? Or is it the whole thing that you were saying, kind of blinded by love? Or is it what I was saying, which I hope, I definitely hope it's not because I wouldn't like that, where he just wants more of a voice in Ada's life, come, you know, come over her aunts. You know, we really don't know because I, dude, we don't even know if like what's going to happen because Tuche is going to blackmail Ada. Tuche finds out the truth. Tuche, so, I liked you. I really is, liked you. Is Bora going to get his heart broken at the end of this? Like at the end of him proposing to Ada and her saying no because she's being blackmailed because I don't know if you remember when well I'm, I'm sure well, my question is how are the ants going to take all this because do they not still well. think yeah I, I know that but like don't they still think that they're not together and him just showing up and I don't know if you noticed this but his mom was just like she was going to a funeral which I thought was funny oh, yeah. because we attended a funeral last week but um <laughs> I'm just so like I don't know if that's a cliffhanger or if, like, right before they ask is a cliffhanger. I'm just very indifferent about this. I don't have negative thoughts. I'm just very confused. Yeah, I, I I, would say that I am on the same boat with you. I know some people do, though. I know some people yeah. said on the TL that they really are hating the direction of the show and that they are going to put a pause on it. Um, I don't feel that way. I still yeah. am very much enjoying the show. I'm just confused about the character motives. That's the only thing. I just I just want to have a better understanding of why Bora and why Ada are committing the actions that they're doing. Like I just want to understand it. And if that's answered in the next episode, then I will be completely okay with it. I will understand it. Uh, but I, that's that's just my thing. I just want to understand what's going on. I agree. Let's jump into the theory that you had because I have some things to say. Well. It's not much of a theory more than it is for a hope for the direction of the show because I know that the writers are now being most likely pressured to write drama and to like, you know, input more drama into the show because the ratings are just not, you know, very good right now. So drama is what's going to bring in the ratings. We see that the writers are trying to do that based off of this sudden proposal and all of this but my thing is is that I think that if the writers were to do a enemies to lovers plot and a time jump between Adbor I think that that could do the ratings justice I think that we would see an increase because Im just okay just imagine and and I put this on the timeline um, if anybody just goes to my Twitter you'll be able to see it that Bora finds out the truth, not from Ada, but from Ruzgar. And because the writers are painting Ruzgar to be even more of a villain, Ruzgar tells Bora that, one, he's married to Ada, and two, that the only reason why Ada was even giving Bora attention or being with Bora was to make Ruzgar jealous this whole time. Bora probably doesn't believe, I mean, he's going to be in shock, right? Because there's been things that 
he's been suspicious about in the beginning yeah. episodes. So when he goes to confront Ada, he's still going to be in the back of mind, like, no, like, this cannot be true. Like, even though I know that there was something weird between them, like, I'm not believing this. Like, she wouldn't do this to me, right? She wouldn't be married. When he finds out, yes, like, from Ada's own mouth, I am married, why would he believe her when she says, no, but it wasn't because I wanted to make Rosegar jealous? He's not going to believe her. He's going he's gonna to think that Rusgar, since he was being truthful about the marriage, that he's also being truthful about the whole jealousy thing. So he's going to tell Ada, I never want to see you again. And he wants absolutely nothing to do with her. Ada leaves the company. And she's completely heartbroken to the point that not only does she distance herself from Bora, but she also distances herself from her aunts. Because she's going to blame this curse. She's going to blame... The curse. She's going to blame her aunts for pressuring her not to reveal the truth to Bora, pressuring her to stay away from him. And it's going to get to her, dude. Like it'll be her breaking point to the point that she just leaves everything behind and she goes to university. She finishes school and she gets a job in a company that could be similar to Bora's, but it's a rival company. And she becomes like this amazing, like promising writer. And maybe she goes to an event and in that event, she meets Bora again, but they absolutely hate each other now. Ada is no longer like sweet, innocent Ada. Like she's so sweet and innocent, of course, but she's not the Ada that we knew. And it's because of her experience, right? It's because yeah. of what she lived through. So it has made her more of a, of a confident and cunning person. And she's more like, I'm going to get out of life what I want, you know, and I'm not going to let anybody get into my ear and keep me from what it is that I want. And Bora, this is kind her of redemption, like your, her redemption time. Exactly. Like it's her choosing herself and being like, I'm doing my life the way that I want to. And I'm going out there and creating a name for myself. And Bora goes back to being episode one Bora, but even more ruthless and even more like, I definitely do not believe in love. Because they both work in rival companies, they're going to be spending time probably against each other, going to the same events. It'll create like this amazing sexual tension. The passion will be there. The chemistry will be there. The drama would definitely be there. And revert the synopsis of the, of the show was, which was it's fate, right? That there's this curse and it's fate that can mm -hmm. either keep you with your partner or keep you apart from your partner. That's what it is. That's what I want. That's what I want to see for how I think that the ratings could increase. I wish for that as well. She needs to get away from everyone. Everyone that's been talking for her, she needs to figure out her mind and what she wants in life. And she can't do that with everybody stating your opinions. I don't think anybody could really do that in her situation. I would want to leave, get out. People tell me what to do. Well, I'm a different person. Nobody tells me what to do. Um, but refresh, restart. And I would I would love that, honestly. Because you know Bora would lose his mind still, even though he hates her, quote unquote, in that moment. He would still lose his mind about her. I, I think that both of them need time apart. I think both of them need to kind of just reconnect with themselves. And especially Ada, because she's always been afraid of other people reacting to her decisions. And I just want her to have that attitude where she's like, screw all of this. I'm going to stop trying to be 
good Ada who pleases everybody and who forgets herself in the process because I'm done with it and I'm going to do what I want to do now and live my life the way that I want to. And I want to see that badass, confident, like boss bitch Ada who goes out and takes what she wants. And Bora, I do like a grumpy guy. You know, I do like the whole grumpy sunshine trope. And I think that that would be such, it would be like so much fun to see on screen. And I would personally love it too. Like I would really love this story. I think it'd be a great plot. And it would it would go be aligned with the whole DT fall drama. Yeah. So let's see. I mean, let's see what the writers do because at this point, all we can do is just wait and see. Writers, if you're listening, definitely take note. Um, and like they say, distance makes the heart grow fonder. Yes, so, it does. With that being said, we are done <laughs> discussing episode 14 of Ba Earn You. We had a great time um, talking. We do miss Ray, though. So just to let a it we miss Ray a lot. Mm-hmm. So um, we can't wait to have her back on our next video episode. But like we said, we thank you so much. And we can't wait for you guys to come vibe with us. Have a good night. Or morning. Or morning. <laughs> Bye. Bye.